Welcome to the Well-Balanced 360 Podcast, where we dive into the latest and best tips on medicine and spirituality to help you master your health and overcome your fears so that you can feel your absolute best. I'm your host, Dr. Shivani, a licensed medical doctor, a yoga nerd, and a wellness enthusiast. On this episode, I dive into the world of all things peptides and how they can help you strengthen your immunity, sleep better, and just overall feel good. I'm joined today by Dr. Amber, who's a licensed naturopathic doctor based out of Los Angeles, California. Dr. Amber specializes in bioidentical hormones and peptide therapy. She's a member of the International Peptide Society and has completed peptide therapy certification training through the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to be here. Now let's dive in. Welcome to the Wellbalance 360 podcast, Dr. Amber. I'm so excited to have connected with you. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's so fun to connect with other practitioners from social media, and I think that's how we connected. So this is great. We'll talk about a topic that maybe a lot of people haven't heard about. So I'm curious to kind of hear your journey about how you were introduced to the world of peptides. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I actually had my own health journey, I would say, that led me to find them myself. So I was experiencing some health concerns. So I had eczema as a child. It resurfaced as an adult. I had severe brain fog. I had some gut issues. And at the time, I really didn't know what was going on. It took me about six to eight months for testing, going through a bunch of functional diagnostic testing and things coming back negative and still feeling that frustration that many patients do when they can't figure out what's going on. Uh And so I finally figured out it was a candida overgrowth in my gut. And so I began digging through literature and research. What do you do to resolve this? And I did a lot of the dietary changes and cut out all the fermented foods and things of that nature. And then I came across peptides, that research. And so I actually used several peptides. The two that I really used is something called LL37, which our body already produces. It's essentially an immune surveillance in the gut. It's called a catholicidin. And so oftentimes we need vitamin D to activate it. So for lone vitamin D, we probably have low levels of LL37 as well, but it's a natural production peptide that our body produces. So I use LL37 and then I use thymosin alpha-1, which is that other immune peptide. Amazing. I had severe Um, allergies, sensitivities, and resolved that. I also use LDN. Those three things were pivotal and life-changing for me. Wow, that's incredible. So you've been using peptides yourself. I actually found them first in using them myself. And I thought, huh, wow, if this worked for me, how is this going to help my patients? And so that's when I got trained in peptide therapy through A4M. And now I'd say that's the main bulk of my practice is peptide therapy. That's incredible. So for someone that isn't really familiar with peptides, right? What exactly are they? Are they the same thing as the collagen stuff we're seeing, all the hype out there? Is it similar? Is it different? Good question. I'd say where most people have heard about the word peptide is probably on that supplement bottle that's in their cabinet that says collagen peptides. And so it's a similar idea. We learn about peptides in medical school as this chain of amino acids. So a bunch of amino acids hooked together. And essentially those amino acids are like a train of boxcars together. And many 
amino acids create a peptide, many peptides create a protein. So we get kind of these three layers. So essentially peptides in the body, our body really works on signaling, right? And so our body uses hormones, it uses peptides, it uses 24 7, 365, it's sending signals of what to make, what to break down, what to build. And so peptides are really a way to signal the body in a favorable way on certain pathways that we want to promote because the patient is either chronically ill or they need support in that area. We can use it for aesthetic reasons. There's a lot of peptides for hair regeneration, hair loss, hair graying, collagen synthesis in the skin. I use them post PRP for healing in the skin. And then also for chronic illnesses, they can be really helpful because they can support, especially that immune system when we're in kind of an immune compromised or an autoimmune, so a self-attacking self situation. So essentially to break it down really simply, peptides are signaling molecules. They signal in the body. That's what they do. Amazing. And can you get these peptides like at a local grocery store or do you have to go to a physician to get them? Good question. When you eat a piece of protein, say you ate a piece of chicken for lunch, that piece of chicken will break down into peptides and then amino acids in the body through the digestion process. But that does not mean that the peptides that we're using in a therapeutic medical sense are different than the peptides that we're eating. So these are very specific combinations. It's almost like a code. So you can put together different combinations of amino acids and you can get a different signal to happen. We do talk about food as medicine, right? So mm -hmm. our food does send signals to the body and should we break it down? Should we build it? What should we do? But these sort of peptides, they're bioidentical. So they're made in a compounding pharmacy. They're a prescription through a practitioner. There are a few that are a capsule. Many of them okay. are injectable. There are some that are topical. So there's a bunch of different ways you can consume these. Some of the intranasal ones I like mm -hmm. to use in mycotoxin illness and certain conditions associated with the brain when we're focused mm -hmm. on brain health. They're a little bit higher level medical therapeutic use than what you can get at the grocery store or even in a collagen peptide supplement. Mainly if I wanted something for like my immunity, I would probably have to see a physician for it. Yeah, that would be the best way to go about it. Yes. Got it. Okay. And would you say that peptides are for everyone or is that something like individually dependent and dependent on whether you have a chronic condition or not? Yeah. So I would say there's a few subsets of the population that wouldn't be good candidates. Typically, we don't want to use this in somebody with an active case of cancer. Typically, that's a contraindication, somebody who's pregnant or breastfeeding a woman in that scenario. And typically children, because they tend to have higher levels of these peptides already, most of these signaling molecules are peptides that our body already produces. They decrease with age. And so it's usually as an adjunct in that aging process that we know that these levels can substantially drop. They can drop in younger individuals because of environmental stressors, viral load, other things that happen. So they can potentially be helpful in younger people, but I would say the, the best time to use them would be in somebody who is experiencing more of those issues of aging, of chronic pain, osteoarthritis, some of those kind of 
aging conditions. But in chronic illness, yes, that can really strike any age. And that would be an indication for looking at what peptides can we use based on what's happening. And with COVID so obviously rampant this past year and we are still kind of being in a pandemic, I know personally all my patients that come to me are looking to strengthen their immunity, get more sleep, and obviously be less stressed. Do you have different protocols for each of those with peptides? And do peptides work for that? Yeah, yeah. Peptide therapy can be used for optimization. I use it with some of my athletes. Some of them are not able to be used by professional athletes, but if they're more amateur or they're training intensely for other reasons, they can be used. And then you can also use them for somebody who's very ill and has a viral load and is extremely fatigued, needs some mitochondrial support because they're not being able to fight off that virus. So I would say, yeah, across the spectrum, they could potentially be helpful. Some of the protocols that I typically use, I have a muscle building protocol. So I have a couple combination of peptides that I use for that, if that's the goal. Mm-hmm. I have a sleep protocol. So how can we, it's not about sleeping longer. It's about optimizing in that deep restorative sleep, especially for women and hormones. It's a game changer. And I have some other protocols for connective tissue, for kind of supporting nervous tissue in the event that there's any damage, uh, car accidents. I have a post-surgery protocol where we're pairing peptides that help repair the muscle and the connective tissue at the same time. But it really is optimizing that repair pathway, right? How can we help the cells to repair? Because the reason that we age, the reason that our cells degenerate is because they're breaking down faster than they're repairing. If we can support the repair cycle in a healthy, regulated way, then Mm -hmm. our cells can fare better as we age. And then we end up feeling better as we age. (laughs) So I'm basically hearing you say peptides are not kind of like a long-term use. They're there to supplement and help with like a time frame. Is there a typical time frame people use peptides? Great question. This is not something that you start on and you're on for the rest of your life. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be a short-term protocol to address and really support a certain healing process or a certain pathway for a short period of time, usually one to three months, Mm -hmm. depending on the chronicity and how ill somebody is and what's the length that they've been sick or how acutely Maybe it's a car accident and they're recovering from a pretty intense trauma. Then there's a lot of healing to be done. So yeah, one to three months. And sometimes there's different phases that I'll walk through. So a lot of times optimizing the immune system is kind of a first go. If somebody's coming to see me, especially Mm -hmm. if there's those food sensitivities, there's a lot of Mm -hmm. fatigue, there is some sort of viral load assessing kind of all of those factors with immune system. And then I'll start on an immune protocol for, you know, one to three months, depending on where they're at. Then we'll move into kind of a different phase of care where we're assessing, maybe they want to focus on muscle tissue. Maybe they want to focus on deep sleep. Maybe they want to focus on collagen synthesis in the skin, whatever is kind of the next thing to address for them. Then we'll move into more of a different protocol, but usually The immunity and the gut health is a good place to start for most people, right? Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I always tell my patients and literally all my friends and family, I'm like, we all have gut issues, right? And 
70 to 80 percent of your immunity lives there, which I actually don't think a lot of people even know. So I'm glad there's people like you and myself that are educating people about this thing, especially after COVID, right? And I know you said it's helped you with candida. That's like pretty hard to treat, at least. Pretty hard. Yeah. And so incredible story. Is there anything else that sticks out in your head in terms of patients or clients that you've seen where peptides have shown really great results? Oh, yeah. I see quite a few of autoimmune patients. Mm-hmm. So ulcerative colitis, uveitis, ankylosing spondylitis. I have women and men with autoimmune conditions, and I've seen some pretty dramatic changes, even like thyroid, autoimmune thyroid is a really common thing now. And so I like to utilize something like thymosin alpha or something like some of the gut healing protocols as a first go around for many of those patients, because it can really support, or if they have a viral load. So what we're seeing with a lot of post-COVID syndrome patients or patients with other viral load, EBV, herpes simplex, any sort of viral load, their immune system kind of tanks under the weight of all that load. And so thymus and alpha is really amazing in its ability to, I wouldn't call it an immune booster. It doesn't Mm -hmm. kind of throw your immune system into an overreactive state but it really helps to regulate that immune system that's like a seesaw, right? So we don't want to go all the way TH1 or TH2. We kind of want to be really, really balanced and regulated. And that's what thymus and alpha helps to do. It creates that TH1, TH2 balance, like evenness. And so it can help when there is kind of this self-attacking self in the immune system, or there's an overwhelming situation where we have lots of viral particles that are trying to replicate and the immune system's freaking out and trying to, you know, react to that. So yeah, it can be a helpful option as well. Thymus and alpha. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. I'm so happy that I learned about thymus and alpha from you because I prescribed it to a patient after he had COVID. And, you know, he was on it for a month, an older patient. He got a stroke from COVID and he's feeling great. He's like, what is this? I want more of it. <laughs> like, it's helping your immune system. So I'm curious to hear, have you treated COVID patients yourself with it and seen great results? Yeah. I will say I use it on myself and mm-hmm. a one, but I've used it on myself and I had a very mild case of COVID. Oh, okay. and granted I'm younger, but I've also seen older patients who have benefited from this. So essentially there's ways that we can, and this really became apparent during COVID is we have all of these nutrients like vitamin D and vitamin C, and we have herbs like echinacea that we can use to really bolster and support the immune system. But those nutrients can't necessarily regenerate thymus tissue. And we know that as you age, your thymus gland shrinks to about one-sixth of the size that it was when you were a child by the age of about 60. So when you're 60, imagine how many thymus peptides, thymus and alpha and thymus and beta that you're producing, that you're not producing, that you were producing when you were five, six, you know, a child. Thymus and alpha is really one of the few ways, aside from taking the actual like bovine or thymus gland from an animal and consuming that, thymus and alpha is a way to rejuvenate the thymus gland in an older individual, which is phenomenal. Yeah, it's a game changer for many. 
I've been using it myself as well. And I've noticed a difference just in my energy levels. It's been incredible in the days where I obviously don't take it. I notice it's like, I'm not as happy, (laughs) not as energetic. I mean, those days that I take it, I don't even need coffee. So it's like, I also think that's a signal that I need to see a doctor myself (laughs) because I haven't seen one in years. Doctors are the worst patients. And yeah, I mean, Thymocin Alpha 1's definitely been a game changer for me in terms of my immunity. So I was ecstatic to talk to you about this today. It's so great to hear. And I've heard many stories that are similar where the energy improves or I've seen sometimes chronic pain can improve because if we look at chronic pain and depression as a pro-inflammatory cytokine, so an immune signaling that's overreactive, if we quelch Mm -hmm. that, we help regulate the immune system, we're not firing all of those inflammatory signaling pathways and we kind of support the immune system to do that, it can really change energy and mood and Mm -hmm. different kind of outcomes for patients. I'm curious to hear, what are like the top three conditions that you treat with peptides? I would say quite a few autoimmune conditions come through my door and that can be multiple different kinds. We think about the concept of cellular medicine, which I would say, I think more in alignment of that. So we focus on what's happening in the cell with the person who has autoimmunity, what's happening in the thymus gland, what's happening with the signaling here. and Mm -hmm. In an autoimmune state where the immune system is like in a confusion state, it doesn't know pathogen or virus or bacteria versus self, it's attacking self. And so we really want to think about, okay, how can we help the cell to function better? It's kind of like children on a playground who are misbehaving, right? That's what I think about like autoimmunity or something of that nature, where we're just kind of bringing regulation and instruction and functioning in a healthy way on that playground. So everybody's playing well and we're not causing a riot or anything. So I would say autoimmunity, some of the chronic pain syndromes like fibromyalgia can be really, really helpful. I do see a lot of women with hormone issues. That was kind of my practice before I was doing peptides and women who come to me saying, I'm not getting deep sleep. I don't wake up feeling rested. I have these kind of dark circles and my skin is aging fast and I don't know why my wounds don't heal. And that's all like, I think about, okay, your thymus gland is definitely suffering. That's an immune thing right there. And then I also think about, okay, they're maybe not getting that deep restorative sleep. And there's a way to use peptides to boost that deep delta wave sleep for Mm -hmm. women. That's when a lot of hormone regulation and happens at night when we're sleeping is really, really important. And not only that, but like, supporting the brain. So it's that autophagy, killing all those kind of bad cells and recycling them for use in the gut, in the brain, the whole body that happens at night. So we need to make sure we want to age well, if we want to feel well, if we want our brain to be sharp during the day, we need to focus on the nighttime, optimize that repair and healing. And then a lot of the peptides are taken before you go to bed at night. So we can really maximize that window of time where your body's in repair mode. Are peptides usually taken, I think you kind of answered this at night or in the morning and how are they taken? Are most of them injections or pills? It depends on the peptide. Most of them are taken at night. There's different dosing protocols. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm having somebody do an injection at night and in the morning. 
really depends on what their goals are and how severe if we're really trying to tackle something and stay on top of it. If they've just had surgery, we might do a dosing more frequently. I'd say most of them are injectable forms. So for example, there's one called GHKCU. It's a copper peptide. It's okay. maybe one that some of the people have heard about. A lot of skin creams have it. It's a copper okay. peptide, but you can actually inject it into the subcutaneous fat. Very easy injection to do yourself from home. And it promotes systemic production of collagen. So improving your body's own synthesis of collagen. It's been shown to protect against DNA damage, has antioxidant capacity. It can help kind of tissue healing. So that's a phenomenal one to use. But there's different forms. There's another one that a lot of people might have heard about and be curious if you've used this or heard about this one, the BPC-157. Are you familiar? I've been hearing so much about it. It stands for body protection compound. Am I correct? Yeah, you got it. <laughs> I have heard about mm-hmm. it. I haven't used it yet, but I'm very curious about that one. Yeah, I found that to be really helpful in that leaky gut picture, that intestinal permeability. And I'm sure you see your share for our patients with that. Mm-hmm. That's just like I do. So that one can be really helpful for kind of healing and sealing up that gut lining over Mm -hmm. time. I've had some patients say the food sensitivities can improve, especially I'll use that in combination with other peptides for immunity and gut health. And sometimes memory and mental focus can improve because we know a lot of those neurotransmitters are made in the gut. And so I'd say that's probably one of my favorite things, even to just start on. Okay. Um, we address that gut lining and we protect that. We know we absorb our nutrients better and our brain functions better. And we're just, the gut is the seat of all health. So the BPC is a really, really powerful one. The other thing is it's kind of synergistic with other peptides. Mm-hmm. So I use it with thymus and beta for kind of a recovery protocol. I use it with something called CJC ipimorelin because it improves growth hormone receptor sensitivity. So it can make that more effective when you use those together. There's mm-hmm. different kind of synergies that happen, very opposite to the drug herb interactions that we're used to. Which there's many, right? So I heard about, about peptides. I was like, this is incredible. I wonder why more physicians, and I don't know if you have an answer to this, don't use peptides. It seems to be a little controversial. Why is that? Yeah, because it's not big pharma, unfortunately. They're created through a compounding pharmacy, which are usually like smaller pharmacies, and they're not backed by tons and tons of money on that end. But I started using them so much more in my practice because I saw this as the thing that is working for people and for Mm -hmm. myself. And so that's what got me excited about it. And there is more awareness, I think, spreading awareness among doctors now and patients. People find me all over the place because they hear about peptides and they just don't know anything about it and they want to learn. And so I think it's a growing modality treatment in medicine and we'll continue to see it grow. Incredible. I know you and I have both spoke about our experiences and I've seen it, you know, like I said, the days where I don't take that thymus and alpha one, I'm just like, 
sluggish. I'm not as like myself those days. And so I'm really excited to see the future of peptides. I hope more of my medical doctor colleagues are open to this, you know, in the future. And thank you for sharing all your knowledge because a lot of it is through you. I learned on Instagram and I'm just always curious to learn more and more. So thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. Absolutely. My pleasure. Where can people find you if they want to know more about yourself, your clinic, or even peptides? A couple places. They can find me on Instagram. There's a lot of content on my personal Instagram page, which is Dr. D-O-C-T-O-R, Amber, A-M-B-E-R-N-D, like North Dakota. So Dr. Amber N-D. And then they can also link to Peptide Rx page, which is the Instagram page that really talks about a lot of these peptides in depth. And then there's two places that they can really find out more information and dive a little bit deeper without meeting with me one-on-one. So there is a website, peptideplaybook.com. They can go there, download a free PDF that talks all about peptides. Some of the ones that we touched on, just kind of a primer that talks about how these are used and they can get more information there. And then there's also a Facebook group that's called Peptide Rx Recreate Your Health. And so that's, I think, about 500 strong at this point. So people are joining every day and asking questions and posting experiences and lots of free PDFs and info there as well. Thank you for joining me on the show, Dr. Amber. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Well Balanced 360 podcast. I'm truly grateful for all of you and excited to have you join me on this health and wellness journey. Please be sure to stay connected with me over at drshivaniamin.com or any of my social media platforms. If you found this episode to be helpful, I would truly appreciate it if you would also hit that subscribe button and make sure to tell all your friends so you don't miss any future episodes. I'll catch you next week.